It is Tuesday the 24th of September. I'm your host Ryan Kier and this is the Quantum Cast. Okay, so today we're going to be looking at the half-year report of Moss Bros Group and that will be followed by the preliminary results for DX. DX is quite a popular one. If we think back to 2018 where the shares had literally fallen off a cliff You'd seen volatility beyond the norm. I remember the price was a couple pence per share, but uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. But first, Mossbros. Okay, so Mossbros claims to be the quote-unquote first choice for men's tailoring. And today they announced their half yearly results covering the period from the 27th of January to the 27th of July, and this is in. 2019 obviously and total group revenue excluding VAT otherwise known as value added tax has been up 1.4% in comparison to the previous year that takes their total figure up to 65.4 million pounds but these sales are unimportant the underlying figures of profit are important the gross margin though if we look there first we can see that was a little bit lower in fact 0.7% lower to 55.8% impacted by a channel mix the only issue is that they actually haven't made a profit if we go to their loss before tax it's actually up in comparison to the first half of 2018 their loss before tax in the first half of 2018 was 1.7 million pounds and in 2019's first half, it was 2.7 million pounds, meaning that uh, the company is just having difficulty making money. What worries me is that Mossbros have said that uh, their positive cash balance at the end of the first half of the year reflects strong cash flow generation in the business. The only issue is that after costs are taken out, probably in the second half of the year, you'll see this cash balance depreciate. You'll see a depletion in cash reserves that uh, you would have not assumed if you thought that the company was profitable from that figure. So this is a little bit misleading because this cash balance is 3 million up from the corresponding period last year. Doesn't mean they've made a profit. I mean, if we look at their results, they haven't delivered anything special. They said, that we expect to deliver full year results in line with market expectations, not above, not below, but merely in line. And they've also said that there's been a strong reaction to a new product launch, something to do with a, an eco suit and a washable suit alongside it. Nothing special really. I mean, uh, this industry is very difficult to survive for a long period of time. We've seen with the collapse of Debenhams and the depreciation in valuations of many different retailers. We could give a few examples. Mothercare, a dead company. We could give, even looks at ASOS. ASOS has been having a little bit of difficulty in recent months. If we look at Mossbross's share price, that is proven in the 52-week movement. 52-week highs at the beginning of the period, literally this time last year, 
stood at 40 pence per share and the current share price is 18.65 pence per share. If we look at 52 week lows, the shares are trading at or thereabouts. I mean, 18.5 would probably be the lows, but uh, the spreads around 18.5 to 18.65 pence per share. That gives them a market cap of 18.8 million pounds. It values them relatively cheaply in comparison to their peers, but uh, we haven't seen growth because revenue growth with more loss doesn't mean that the business is succeeding in their aims. It just means that they are dying at a slower pace than before. One large issue that I can see from looking into the accounts is the extreme interest expense because on the firm's operating profit of £340,000, the interest expense stands at almost £1.5 million. So that accounts for the majority of their losses. If we take away adjusted items, because if we take away adjusted items, their loss before tax is around a million pounds. Adjusted items stand at around one and a half to 1.6 million pounds. Now retail has increased and higher has also increased in terms of revenue for the business. So there's been growth on those fronts, but for some reason, Moss Bros has still been unable to control their costs to the extent that they are still making a loss. If we compare this loss to the previous period, the loss after adjusting items, that's the profit before tax, in this case it's a loss before tax, of 2.6 million pounds, I mustn't say billion, in comparison to the previous period, so the first half 2018 gave a loss of 1.7 million pounds. What Moss Bros have been emphasizing is their EBITDA, but that means nothing if you're losing money. EBITDA, for those who aren't familiar with it, means earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization after adjusting items. And that doesn't really tell you much about the business, to be completely honest. I've seen companies use EBITDA, losses before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization. <laughs> if they improve on that front, then they're making more losses. So a lot of indicators these days, or should we say key financial metrics are essentially overrated. Sorry for any EBITDA fans out there. But let's finally look at Moss Bros's net assets. As of the 27th of July, 2019, we must note that that was around three months ago so we can't tell if that is the exact same position for the company right now, but their net assets stood at 26.4 million pounds, approximately 50% above the current market cap. So there's a takeover target if one were to actually believe in the turnaround of Moss Bros, assuming that they wouldn't make a loss in the future and they would return to profitability, unlike companies such as uh, Laura Ashley, as we've mentioned before, Debenhams, those ones that have gone to the dirt, essentially, they kicked the bucket. They never came back, they died. Those companies clearly had a similar risk. Now it is up to investors to decide. Who knows, maybe Mike Ashley would come along and buy up some of the property, but I 
think he's running a little bit dry at the moment on all these acquisitions, especially the recent House of Fraser acquisition that is clearly costing a lot more than expected. Sports Direct are now having their own issues as a result of that, especially with accounting. But anyways, the net cash inflow figure isn't important. The total inventory is quite high, 16.1 million pounds as of the 27th of July 2019. But this is fairly stable in comparison to the previous period. It probably could be smarter for Mossbros to shift more of their products to reduce this net inventory figure and hopefully return to profitability. It could be a smarter idea to reduce your trade volumes and actually make sure that you're making such a strong margin that it is more worth doing that than shifting as much volume as possible and making sales growth but actually killing the business whilst you're at it. That has been a long bit of analysis on Moss Ross, but I think that's all we could really look at because the gross margins are actually not that bad. The marketing and the selling costs in shops take away the majority of potential for profit. They'll have to cut those, but they already have. They, they cut them around two million pounds down to 34.228 million pounds in comparison to the corresponding period as mentioned. And I can only wonder how much longer Mossbros can keep at the same corporate strategy because we can see revenues for the whole year expected to be around 120 to 130 million pounds. And if we look at their losses for the year, we can see predictions of around 4 million pounds. I think that's probably enough for our look at Mossbros. That is purely a financial based look and general look at the retail area. We've seen in the past that Foot Asylum had actually acted as an anomaly in performance in the retail sector. Foot Asylum, yes, they were doing quite badly, but uh, they were at 20 pence per share when most of these guys were going bust and they had fallen from an IPO slash flotation price of around 230 pence, but they had gone up to deliver a net gain of 300% to any investors who caught the bottom, getting taken over by JD Sports for around 80 well, pence per share. And their marketing campaigns have been so successful ever since. I cannot find somebody that isn't wearing their uh, KWD Kingswell Dream brand within a given area, even in a place like Portsmouth. <laughs> Okay, so for our final stock for the day, we're going to be looking at DX Group. This company is a self-proclaimed leading provider of delivery solutions, including parcel freight, secure, courier and logistics services. So they've released their preliminary results for the year to the 30th of June, 2019. They've claimed that there's been a good bit of progress. In fact, they've used the term substantial progress achieved in the first full financial year of turnaround. So revenues for the full year of 2019 in comparison to the previous year are up around 10%. That gives them a full year revenue of around 322 
million pounds. EBITDA's up from negative to positive, which is a good sign, usually shows that a company is changing its uh, financial structure. That's a positive thing as a result of a change in its corporate structure or tactical structure, whatever you'd like to call it. Well, their underlying loss for the full year 2018 had stood at something like 11 million pounds, but the more important figure, loss before tax, stood at 20 million pounds. That's crazy. But uh, they've managed to reduce that 20 million pounds loss to 1.7 million pounds. I don't know exactly what the reason is. I think that's probably more to do with some of the changes that have happened over the past couple of months. Because if we look at the share price, we can see lows for the 52 weeks to current made on the 6th of December 2018 and highs made on the 24th of May 2019, 16.2 pence per share. So a doubling over maybe four or five months. If we look at the net debt for DX, they had a net debt of 1.1 million pounds in the full year 2018, almost at the end of that period. And for their current results set, they have a net debt of 1.3 million pounds, so up by around 200,000 pounds. Nothing too serious. I mean, this is positive, but we need to look at a potential reason as to why DX have lost so much less than previously. Okay, so after having a brief look, I can see that DX have made significant investments in their IT systems, three and a half million pounds in size, and a further 10 million is expected over the next two years to refresh systems, extend the footprint of their business with new sites, and improve operational capabilities with a mechanization approach which is quite cool, and they're already going to fund those with existing financial resources. I think this new management in DX is really trying to change the game, and that is a good approach to see, because a lot of businesses in a similar area are getting their market shares snapped up by super majors like uh, Amazon, and Amazon is taking market share off Royal Mail. So DX, small couriers are left in the dark, DX have a market cap of 80 million pounds. And for a decent revenue increase, a significant turnaround on the whole, to say the least, it would be apparent that there is some value to be had in this share. In fact, these results were better than expected. That to me is quite positive. The only issue is that if we look at the total assets versus total liabilities. I think, let me just double check right here, total equity stands at around 23.6 million pounds. Now the market cap stands at around 80 million pounds. And if we look at the previous share price movement, as we've mentioned, highs at around 16 pence made in May and lows at around eight pence made in December, 2018. May when I mentioned that was May 2019. But if we look at the previous performance over the past five years, you would have noticed probably the drop 
NDX shares back in 2015, October 2015. Shares traded at 88 pence on the 23rd of October 2015 and crashed all the way to around 20 pence in December 2015. And the shares had struggled to recover ever since. Now that to me is a little bit worrying, but uh, the only thing that it restricts is the capability of the firm to maybe raise funds but as they've mentioned the future fundraising option will be funded through their existing cash facilities so if they want to invest they will literally just use their existing finances so there's no problem and also here's a nice thing to worry a few people if you're long on uh, Royal Mail Group. Royal Mail just received a downgrade from Liberum Capital. A sell, in fact, not even a, a hold, a sell. That shows that uh, Royal Mail will probably be down today. DX could be up. I think these results are a little bit better than expected, but it depends if that has been priced in. Because if we look back over the past five days, shares are up a couple of percent, two and a half percent. Over the past month, shares are up 15%. Over the past year, shares are up 42%. So it could be possible that investors are getting a little bit excited at the moment. But in terms of DX being profitable, if they can refer return to profitability the same way that they reduce their losses by around £10 million, then there is a lot of value to be had. They would be relatively cheap. But at the moment, I would stand back as this is an opportunity contingent on those criteria mentioned being met but anyways i've been your host ryan kia it's pouring outside i mean literally the whole sky is falling as chicken little said a while back but uh oh i'm gonna have to make a mad dash for the train station before i get absolutely obliterated by the pitter patters that are coming through my bedroom window but uh I think uh, I'm going to have to run, maybe get a raincoat or something. But I've been your host, Brian Kier. If you haven't already, head on over to our site, quantumresearch.co.uk. If you have Twitter, follow us at QuantumCast. And if you have Instagram, follow us at QuantumResearch. We're also on YouTube and we hope to be more active on there over the coming months. And we've got a lot of interesting ideas coming up soon. I've been your host, Brian Kier. Until next time.